right, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Two Friends Watch podcast. You're listening to episode 15. I'm Josh. I'm Summer. And we're the two friends. Summer, it's been like three weeks since we did the last one. Maybe two, I'm not sure. Because we skipped a week and then I had to skip another one. So it's been at least two. And then this is like the end of this week. So basically three since we've had a sit-down conversation. Yeah, we've had like 30-second conversations where one of us is going to bed and the yep. other one is like, oh, I want to throw up. I'm so stressed out. Yep, yep, yep. That, that's basically all we've been doing. How you been? Um, I've been okay. Like, I feel good and then like I'll have a breakdown. So I don't really know how to answer that question. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird asking people, like, yo, how you doing in 2020? Because it's, like, good, but also terrible, you know? I mean, how have you been since the last time we had a real sit-down conversation? Good, but also terrible, you know? <laughs> you know how it is. No, it's fine. I'm just kind of mostly cooped up still for, what was it, month? Mm-hmm. I think we're on month seven maybe month eight, since like March. And no, yeah, just one yeah. or two more and then you'll be like a newborn baby when you come out. Right, it's just gonna magically all get better January 2021. That's the hope. Ooh. I think I think it's I gonna get better confident. the second week of November if I really wanna get into it, but <laughs> you know. Speaking of, I just got a Trump administration text I don't know why I'm not affiliated with any political party. No, we are bipartisan. Is that what it is? Uh, I think so. We are bipartisan, which could easily be the wrong word, but that's what we are. When are you 18? (laughs) Anyways. Um, I'm 18 next July, so Hmm. I really don't have to worry about uh, voting. Yeah, you're lucky, bro major voting for a while i would not want to be voting around this year mm-hmm. like i have this friend that um it, who has a brother that's super into politics but he's kind of young yep. so one day we just said i'm voting for kanye west in front of him and i have never seen a child get so angry so fast <laughs> over something he doesn't know about it's always the people that can't do anything about it that get the most mad, you know? That's just all I mean, these, like, prepubescent dudes. In a way, that depressed. kind of makes sense. And I mean, like, because, yeah, they can't do anything about it, and that should make you angry in, like, other situations, but that's just the law, you know? But at the same time, I don't want to hear it. You know, so no, of course not. Right. Stay in your lanes, guys. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that last time we talked, it wasn't spooky season, but now it is. It's Halloween town. It doesn't feel like spooky season, though. No, it's very toned down. Well, no, we went camping a few days ago and they did some Halloween stuff there. That was fun. Yeah. What oh, we do? We did. We did Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was oh, like it was optional. 
like the whole thing was um you could go if you wanted or i mean it was um anyone could just walk around and try to pick stuff up but like you were allowed to give out candy but they weren't encouraging it there yeah how far is the place that you camp i'm not gonna ask for locations but is it like two hours about two hours yeah same Mm. yeah it's fun it's fun but uh i think this month we should do just halloween horror related stuff maybe we'll bring on a guest so this week you picked how you introduce this one for us I picked Midsummer, which is a movie that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I had no idea what it was about. I just heard that it was good and that it was gory. That's all I needed. Yes, this one came out last year. Basically, a group of friends, they traveled to Sweden to work on, aren't they like working on thesis papers or something? It's like simultaneously a mushroom driven excursion but they're like oh and also thesis so basically normal school you know yeah but they go to sweden they go to this little town where they're doing this midsummer festival which is like an actual real thing that happens and then it like starts really nice and then it quickly just gets the most chaotic it could be it was surprisingly quick like the transition from like oh this is really sweet it's like the Swedish Amish or something to what we cannot discuss yet <laughs> you say surprisingly quick and then the runtime says the exact opposite I didn't feel like that long though like I had five assignments to do and then another movie to watch for my film class and I right. just watched the whole thing straight through because I like I couldn't <laughs> no no it's good uh this was directed by Ari Aster he did Hereditary a few years ago did you ever see that one I heard of it but I wasn't yeah. into movies last year as much <laughs> yeah I'm, I missed it too I watched this one I remember the first time I watched this one was on my phone and it was like really hot out and so I had my windows open and it was like borderline 90 degrees I was watching on my phone and dude it watching it when you feel really hot is not not great but it also really makes you immersive (laughs) a budget of 9 million box office of 47.9 million remember when like movies used to come out and make money no not really you know what I'm having trouble with right now yeah is like uh, talking about um historical events and then going oh but how did where their mask wait it was the 1600s (laughs) (laughs) we are quickly forgetting that that was ever a thing yeah it's it's just weird to to look back on anything that's not like this year because everything's changed so much and it doesn't look like it's going back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. No, like you watch a childhood movie and it says the word quarantine and then it ruins for, for you forever. Yeah, yeah, dude. I remember, what did I, I read something that there was like a SpongeBob, you know SpongeBob's still on? That's the uh, thing that's weird. Yeah. 
but they were doing <laughs> do a spongebob episode that was like about a virus and a quarantine but it was like made and animated and all that before this and then they, they just mm-hmm. canned it because they were like no one wants to watch that there's an episode um on the show that i keep rewatching, h2o just add water the mermaid show yeah from 2003 i've watched it seven times all three seasons but there's one episode where they're quarantined because they act like they have an illness and then like a bunch of things get involved and then like involved and they get quarantined because they have some like weird exotic virus but in reality they just didn't want to get wet because it was raining and now i can't watch that episode and i can't binge watch it anymore because (laughs) it makes me so upset the thing the thing that i hate the most more than quarantine related stuff is watching anything that people like celebrities record on zoom calls Mm-hmm. You know how they make like specials or TV episodes where it's just like them talking to each other via Zoom? Like, no, I don't want to watch that. It's depressing. Especially like they I brought think... back Parks and Rec just to do a Zoom call sesh. It was no. the worst. You told me about that, and I got really excited. But then you took it was just like a long dramatic pause for you to go over Zoom. Yeah, and then yep. all of my excitement was gone. Yeah, dude, they they are getting back to filming stuff, but like, I saw this like ad for an NBC show that's just about being in quarantine. I'm like, dude, don't try to make money off this. Let's just all oh, like you know try. get through it and not acknowledge it. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. We'll never talk about it again. <laughs> um. Anyways, I'm rambling. This stars Florence Pugh is Dan- Florence Pugh had a great year last year. She did this, she did Little Women, and she did Fighting with My Family, which were all re- decently big. And then she's doing Black Widow, which is oh, okay. supposed to come out. She's um like um Black Widow's like Russian sister from the training program. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a well, yeah, she's great. She really is. She's like, she's the female Timothy Chalamet, where it's like all of a sudden she's just popping up. <laughs> oh, you ever see Little Women? Her to, to Tim. No, not yet. It's one he, of the things on my list. Well, I guess we have to watch Little Women, too. That one's really good. Because. I have all this, like, huge list that's separated by, like, TVs, movies, and animes, Mm -hmm. uh, TV shows, and I just, I'll just lay there and go, oh, I should watch one of those things, and then I'll go on TikTok for four hours. Yeah, no, delete it, delete TikTok, and people always ask me, they're like, Josh, how do you watch, like, so many movies? I don't watch some, I watch, like, what, one or two a day, which I guess to people is excessive, but it's like, A... I'm at my house for 90% of the day. And B, I don't spend two hours watching like TikTok or scrolling for Instagram or whatever, you know? You you say that, but I know for a fact that yesterday you posted a TikTok. I, I do re-download it occasionally to pop in, <laughs> but then I immediately delete it because I'm like, this is sad. I need to do other stuff. I think it's quickly becoming a routine for you. 
Yep. Um, and then a bunch of other people in this. Jack Rayner's Christian. Vil Wilhelm Blomgren. He's the the Swedish guy. Pele. He, this is like yeah. his only acting role ever. That I really? Could find. Yeah. I mean, oh. he wasn't bad. No, he wasn't. He was pretty good. Uh, Will Poulter is Mark. He, Mark is, um, do you remember who Mark is? He, he was like that was... one friend that was kind of bossy and sh stuff. The one that peed on the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. He's one of those people that looks really familiar, but I can't really place him with a lot of stuff. At first, I thought Shameless, but I don't think so. Never seen. Have you watched that? No. It's really long, and um, you're like stuck in this limbo where you're attached to the characters, but at the same time, you want to watch them like suffer, like mm. constantly. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever finish it. <laughs> and then William Jackson Harper is Josh. He was um on The Good Place. I remember that. He was a big part okay. of that. But yeah, not not like a. A really packed cast, which is nice. I, I don't always need to see the same four people in every movie. Yeah, that's quickly becoming like a huge thing. Like, oh, because people will watch anything if they if it has like their childhood crush in it. Exactly. I'm so sick of films being marketed based off, oh, look, you have this much star power. It's like, no, nah, just get find these like newcomers that have potential and get them mm -hmm. and then the other I, thing they cast a lot of swedish people as like the other actors you know the residents and all that mm -hmm. like not a lot of american people they actually cast swedish people were they like were a lot of the background characters actually actors or were they just like that's their first and probably only role. I didn't look into it, but usually it's like, they're usually like people that work on location because it's like, for instance, when someone goes to do something in New Zealand, there's usually like people that live in New Zealand that always get those parts because a lot of actors aren't in New Zealand, they're in LA. So it's like a similar thing. Okay. Uh, I guess I got trivia for you today. Ooh. Yes, yes. Um, so it takes place in Sweden, but it wasn't actually shot in Sweden. It was mostly shot in Hungary. Interesting. Why? Uh, I don't know. They should have shot it in Sweden. Kind of bummed. I mean, like, and then I think the American stuff Utah. was in the American stuff was in Utah, which like also sucks. I mean, I feel like a lot of, like, stuff is filmed in Utah, recently at least. Do you know what a lot of movies aren't set in? Michigan. I think kind of I whack. can think of, like, two. I always get excited when there there is one, because, like, it never happens these days. I mean, the, people film a lot in Michigan. They just don't give us any credit. Nah, we're literally, like, the only place people care about is Detroit. That's it. And like you know that people are filming here because like half the people that we go to school with of like in the middle of a corner are child actors. Yeah. For yeah. reasons I don't and never will understand. 
Um, what else I got? Most of the Swedish dialogue was not subtitled to create like a sense of isolation and confusion for the audience. Which I find interesting. Usually they'd subtitle a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You almost didn't need to know because the people that like were doing major speaking in Swedish, like you could tell what was going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Swedish people, they actually like this came out. They were really excited about it because you know what they don't get like they get like the Swedish chef and that's it from the Muppets. They don't get much recognition. They, they have like their own films and then nobody and then nobody else. Yeah, but like no one no one gets to watch them. They don't really get yeah. big over here. But like this came out. And instead of thinking it was a horror movie, they all, like, thought it was hilarious and a black comedy. Even <laughs> everyone else is, like, horrified by most of this stuff. They just thought it was funny. And then the last one I got. So to promote this movie's, like, digital release, whenever, when it came out digital, they held a contest where basically you tagged someone in a comment section or something, but you won... You won three months of free couples therapy because the the movie's about like that relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ten out of ten. Great. I can't imagine scene. couples therapy is that good though. I I would assume that it's pretty stressful. No one's like, oh, I can't wait to go to couples therapy so I can try not to scream at my husband for an hour. The real question is, who wants to be a couples therapist? The most patient people that I can currently think of. Yo, who, what would you rather be, a couples therapist or the moderator at that debate last week? I feel like the moderator at the debate is secretly having fun. <laughs> I didn't get those vibes, but it could be fun if you really played into it. But also yeah, terrifying. It's terrifying, but like, what other time do you have, like, do you get to say, like, no to the president? You're like parenting them, like the future president, the current one, like all of the options, you're like, you're playing house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he was having fun, though. I'm going to be straight <laughs> up. Man did not look like he was having a good time. Honestly, the last debate I didn't watch. I just saw like five minutes of the first one. And I was like, he gets to yell at the president. I don't know anything about politics. No. We try to stay apolitical, but we dove into it because what else is there to talk about these days, you know? Because nothing's coming out. That was like a very neutral, short conversation, though. We didn't like reveal beliefs. We just went... Oh, for sure. Yo, he gets to yell at the president. <laughs> yes. Um. So, just start me off with. Um. Do you have any like history with this film, or you just wanted to watch it? I I just wanted to watch it. The only thing that I can think of is within like the first like fifteen minutes of the film, they start talking about the runic alphabet, mm-hmm. and I freaked out because. I learned Elder Furtherk, and then they talked about it, nice. so, I was, so I was pleased. Yeah, I don't really have much with this either. It kind of came out, and I didn't go see it, and then 
I was mad I didn't go see it. And then I ended up watching it on a tiny phone, which is not the ideal experience. This time I watched it on a big projector. Oh, I watched it on my phone. Do you, did you watch Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. And you know the guy that played, like, the teacher? The science guy? Yeah, his name yeah. is Randy Havens, the actor. Yeah. He posted about it. I don't know if he's, like, in it or if he just really liked it, but he posted about it, like, every day for three months. And that's why, like, I still constantly see it on my Twitter feed. The so real question is, why are you following it? Randy, like, the random science teacher from Stranger Things? I don't remember. <laughs> there that's, was a reason. That's a very odd, like pick to follow i think he was like the stuff that he was saying was like amusing sometimes and i was having like a conniption over stranger things at the time so i followed him because i had a breakdown at the end of season three like i like i sobbed so hard that my parents thought that something terrible had happened Dude, you know who's also big? I didn't put in the trivia. Ariana Grande apparently, like, freaking loved this film. She tried to buy the dress at the end, at the flower thing. Really? But didn't buy it. And then she, like, that was her birthday party was midsummer themed. I mean, that, like, to me, that weirdly fits. But... I don't know, that's such a weird thing because especially as we have Ariana Grande in our minds as Cat from Victorious and Sam right. Cat mm-hmm. and just put her in that group of friends and see how she handles the old people ceremony. I don't know, maybe it's just because I don't really see Ariana as like this deep person. I'm just surprised to see her watching something like this. I feel mm-hmm. like she'd be more mainstream. Yeah, it I got mainstream for like, I don't know, not very long, but for a certain period of time in like a less extreme way um, than like Bird Box, but I still like associate it with that type of like permeation throughout media. I don't know. Was Bird Box last year? I think that was two years ago. Time flies, bro. At oh, least wow. two years. Um, all right, so what's your general take on this one? I love that they just don't avoid showing the gore at all, and the gore is high quality, but they don't overdo it. Because a lot of the times, like, they'll allude to it happening, and then they'll, like, show the blood on the floor or a, a bloody something, but they never just show you the smashed face. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Gorehound, I am too. It's just, it's weird because, like, I'm not a violent person at all, but it's very satisfying to actually see the full gore. Uh, Mostly because, like, it's, some of the makeup stuff they do with that is incredible. I know. Like, I want to know how to do that so bad. I, like, have gore makeup to practice on. Mm-hmm. and do that kind of stuff but I just haven't gotten to like really get into it yet 
but I love looking at that type of stuff in movies all the time and like they put so much effort into that into like that stuff and you could even see like part of the cornea um that was just like sunken in and covered in the rest of the stuff yeah yeah it's I do want to put it on at some point too seems like it'd be fun to just like get completely decked out and that stuff were you in school when our stage manager's sister was just walking around in full gore makeup, like eyeball hanging out of the socket, just going to class? I think so. Okay. That's a dream, though, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously. But uh, I guess I'll, yeah, um, this was top 10 last year, still is, man from last year it's just it's mostly you know it's not traditional horror where it's usually haunted house jump scare etc or like supernatural being it was just kind of just like the fact that it takes place during the day but it's still like just as horrific is fascinating and then just a ton of great performances friggin looks beautiful throughout and then it just it keeps you engaged for like nearly three hours i know especially because the day thing didn't get me as much as like the color palette of the entire film did because like everybody's wearing white all the all the inside of the like the um, inside of the sleeping chamber i guess is like so light and colorful and matches everything else and the sky is blue and the grass is green and the rocks are like a light gray and it's just it's contrast everything else that you would have previously seen in a gory movie yeah it blows me away too this is a nine million dollar budget like that's it usually when you get low budget horror like low budget horror can be really good but it's not like looking amazing where you're just soaked in visually but this one i'm just like i just like looking at it man each frame yeah especially because like all the paintings on the walls of the ceilings are like they're so colorful they're so pretty like but you don't see them in detail and then you zoom in on them in detail and it's like the like the weirdest stuff all of the time and the art style for the people is but not in a traditional way (laughs) yeah visuals amazing do you have any like big negatives for this one um really the only thing that got me was um what's the um, Swedish guy's name that like brought them there Pele yeah, his sister before um I don't know, like when in the beginning, like the exposition of her interest in mm-hmm. that guy, she didn't really do anything else before that and she wasn't like I don't know, she wasn't like participating or you couldn't see her throughout yeah. as much as I would have liked to just to, just for like consistency sake. And then, like, towards the end, she appears, and then there's, like, the mm, the moaning ritual in yeah. the dinner. 
that's not that's not super big. That's good though. But there's not like too many. Mostly it's just nitpicks, you know. Not many glaring issues. I yeah, would I say the only thing is that the pacing at the beginning is a little slow. Yeah. Because like we get this whole sub kind of subplot, kind of main story about her like sister dying and all that. And it takes about like 15 minutes just to get to the title sequence. So it's all just kind of like set up, but it's a lot of setup that doesn't really Are like we... pay off. Um, what? My oh, God. Are we supposed to like assume that the sister was murdered or that it had something to do with like either someone in the group or this thing? Or oh no, she because... like killed herself. Okay. Yeah, because that's how I. The only it. reason, the only reason I ask is because like in every flashback after that, with like the tube duct taped to her mouth or whatever, the tube went on for like a long, long time. Oh yes. Yeah, like what? What is that? Like I've never heard that happening, and. Also, just because of the fact that while they were, like, building up to her being dead and showing that one frame, they were playing, like, the music from that, like, Swedish community. Hmm. So. No, yeah, I think it was just a, it was just a suicide. But I see what you mean. Conspiracies. I guess we just get into the, the real positives, so what do you got? Costumes were great. Costumes are fantastic in this. Probably the best yeah. costumes we've seen. Um, something that we've done here. I want to know if they were like all handmade because that's a lot of embroidery to be doing. Like it's all, all of it's embroidered, all of it's like cohesive, but there's variety. And I have like, to imagine them... that you can find some of that in where like Sweden or. Hungary or wherever they were. I want to know, yeah, yeah, like I want to know where they took their inspirations from, like what era, um, like wh- where are they getting the stuff that they're putting on the clothes? Yeah. Or if it's just like from within their little lore thing. Best costume's got to be the, the May Queen one at the end though, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I... That needs to be like a Halloween costume. It needs to have a resurgence. Should, but the May Queen stuff is all super pretty. Even like um, the guy who got his like entire back ripped out. It was in the chicken coop. That was pretty. Everything's <laughs> so pretty. Oh my god, look how pretty that is. His back is just ripped to shreds. Aww. <laughs> Don't make fun just, of me. It's just completely torn apart. Isn't there a bear costume too? It, there's a bloody bear costume. Yeah, for sure. yeah even the 100%. bear costume slaps. It's all great. <laughs> I really like the like moist flesh along the face whole touch. Really fashionable. Yeah. Um, 
what else is super positive? Direction's really good. You know, mm-hmm. this guy. Make it feels like it could easily go wrong, especially when you're like, because a lot of this um, midsummer festival stuff is real. So to kind of make it seem super horrific could be like, kind of make it fun of the whole thing. But like, I really feel like it got the spirit of it without going too over the top. For sure. They did like a really good job of like explaining or like not explaining but like showing the audience like what is happening slowly like for example like the first time they did like the scream mimicking i didn't get that that's what they were doing until like until like i had seen more of the movie and more of like what is going on within that community and then like the second time i was like oh okay this is terrifying but i like it yeah, dude, I was mad. I was mad tripping the first time I saw this. <laughs> and that whole second half is just completely bonkers. Because the first half is pretty chill, and then it just gets, like, murder and weird cult stuff. I thought um, the whole pissing on the tree thing, Yeah, although funny and in character I just didn't see that coming in any capacity and I don't know if I think it's like out of place or if I just am not comfortable with it <laughs> but that's he actually he actually does get killed later on for doing that yeah so I guess it does have its place in the story or whatever but yeah I get you me it just kind of feels slapstick a bit Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene that really threw me off the first time the repeat viewing it's it's fine I mean I still think it's like you know top tier but like it, you're not as thrown off as you are the first time you watch it but um, the scene that threw me off the first time was the the cliff scene where like the couple jumps off yeah. I swear that thing was wild and especially like when they zoom in on the the actual like head smashing down on the ground. Oh. I like that they saved the hammer for a second though. But also this old man must have seen like this done a million times mm-hmm. in his life already. And there's a rock down there specifically for landing and he just said no and ripped off his own leg because he did it wrong. <sighs> he's observed the technique the first the first like the woman perfectly done 10 out of 10 what a dive this is a bad joke <laughs> we have to like rate them with um what are those things that people you know hold above with the the score number scores just like score signs yeah like a the woman drops <laughs> and we're like 7.9 and she's just like bleeding out on the ground I just, he did not get the memo, but I, like, the hammer was, like, the fakest thing there, not even, like, in terms of, like, context or, like, believing it, just the way that it looked, like, as a prop (laughs) was, like, really, like, cartoony and mystical to me, but not to, like, a really, like, high degree. 
I have a weird feeling if we did that jump, we'd like completely mess it up. <laughs> There's no way I get it right. I just screw it up. I can't do that on like a trampoline. Like I can't fall forward on a trampoline. I've tried. I can't <laughs> fall onto a rock on a trampoline, let alone a cliff. Wow. <laughs> no, that um, isn't there like a. There's also that weird sex scene, if I remember right. That's also like that scene that threw me off the first time. Oh yeah, where where um, what's his face is tripping on mushroom tea, and then he accidentally mates with his friend's sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This that the, this odd. this movie just goes there the entire time, and I'm kind of here for it. Going back to the, um, I don't know, spiritual suicide scene? Yeah. Afterwards, when, like, the lady that's, like, apparently um, his grandmother is trying to explain it, and through, like, the script and, like, body language, whatever, they do a really good job of making the audience, like, go back and forth on whether or not they think this is okay. It's, like the same experience that like the main group of american friends is having but like not as intense uh like the moral dilemma at all yeah yeah oh i i didn't do a lot of research i wonder how much of this is like you know exaggerated how much of it just like is actual stuff that happens it's kind of messed up this is like a thing that untouched by um western culture and it will remain so hopefully. yeah okay we really we really screw up a lot of things over here mm -hmm. and just like different views on death and value of life and you know like the whole religion thing yeah Did they ever specify like what religion that they were following no i would not that i could tell I didn't think so either because they never like said the name of God so I didn't think it was like Norse mythology because I don't even know if that fits in regionally. Yeah, it's very like come we're we're both coming from very religious upbringings going to Jesus school for 8 years or whatever so you know we we get religious cults it's a thing. Yeah. You know it happens. I I just can't believe that they never told us what other religions were. Like, not even as, like, a warning or, like, a negative thing. They just didn't talk about them. We were never educated on that. They just, like, complete silence. No, I remember in, like, eighth grade history class, they would talk, like, Muslim. They would use the word Muslim, and none of us knew what that meant, so we just had to pretend. Yeah, dude, and even then, Catholic. Like, even Catholic was a touchy subject over there. <laughs> I, I'm being for real. They were. It was wild. And then, like all the members would be like, "At least we're not Catholic." That was the, that was the group inside joke. At least we're not Catholic. At least we're not Catholic. I mean, I don't disagree, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't know what else I have to add. Um. Florence Pugh steals the show. Best performance by far. 
Mm-hmm. But honestly, the performances like are pretty solid throughout. Not really anything bad, especially considering like a lot of these people aren't really well known or TV guys. I would say that like the accents are really good, but that's just because they are Swedish. <laughs> yep. Yeah. At least the vast majority. I wonder if there's Swedish people or they're Hungarians that they hired. But that's I that. would assume both. Yeah, I mean, I, you could get people from Sweden to Hungary. I can't imagine it's that far. No, nothing's that far when you're in Europe. Yeah. Um, what else do you have to add? It's like, you know. Did you, what did you think was, like, the purpose of, like, the Yellow Temple? And when they first introduced it and Palo just went, we can't go in there. That's not for us. Didn't they never follow up on it or anything? I mean, they did, because at the end of the movie, that's where everyone burns alive. Oh, um, yeah, I don't really know completely, because, again, I was not good this week, and I didn't do a lot of research about because I wanted to look into the whole festival itself, but I'd love to hear your, your take on it. Thanks. Yeah, one. Um, I don't, I wasn't sure. I had a feeling, I thought it was going to be like animal sacrifice is what I thought it was going to be. Like, I don't know, like a cow and some grain or whatever, and a a lamb originally. And then I was, and then at the first dinner with like the weirdly placed tables, I thought that's just where they kept to the old people until they were ready yeah yeah for their ceremony so those were my two things honestly i bet these guys are into reincarnation oh yeah for sure because um the old lady was like it's a circle of life don't leave it's a circle they're like they're like buddhists but uh (laughs) psychos psycho buddhists because buddhism is like very peaceful, but not these guys. I don't so, know. That's your answer if, to religious. It's probably that. I don't know how like people who followed Norse mythology viewed time if, if they viewed it like circular or linear. I used to know, but now I can't remember. Because I think that definitely has some influence on it, whether it's like directly inspired or not, which I don't think it is. It's always an interesting thing that people like, I never understood how people are able to track time itself, you know, like how many years the universe or whatever's existed. Just cause like it's, it's changed so much over civilization. That's like, what is right? You know? There are a lot of like sources for that, but can you imagine being the guy that has to figure that out? Like you're looking at like, um, rune and runes inscribed in a rock, and then you're looking at Aztec um, artifacts, and then stuff from Egypt, and then the Mayans, and you're like, I don't like, I don't speak any of these languages, and I have to find out how long we've been here. He probably just made some stuff up, and I was like, oh, millions of years. Ooh. <laughs> that's how that's how we got our calendar. Remember the whole 2012 thing? Where like the world was supposed to end? 
I think about that at least twice a week. You think they just like mixed up the, the years and it was 2020? I think it's going to be 2021. Oh, yeah, dude. Because 2012. Oh, my. <laughs> that was my thought. Because like three months into quarantine, I was like, oh, I remember that when I was still a child. And then the next year and every year after that, I was like, oh, I wish the world had ended because now I'm emo. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of sad. Like, what, what are we going to be like in the afterlife talking about cats? I don't know. There's a lot of things to talk about. If we're in the afterlife and we have our podcast, we got to be just chilling, you know, at that point. I think we're going to have to expand our topic horizon if we're going to still do the podcast in the afterlife, which is virtually endless. Who, who's even listening at that point? I feel like if I'm not here, I'm not going to go listen to a podcast. Probably just going to go sleep or something. I don't know. I mean, if we all die in 2021 and we go with the theory that like everyone's religion is correct, so there's just like millions of gods everywhere. That would be kind of dope. Everyone dies. Who's going to use the iPods if not the gods? Yeah. That whole... Because, like, the whole thing about religion is that a lot of them have, like, punishing stuff. You know, if you don't believe in it or don't follow the rules. It'd be nice if, like, everyone was good at the end. Mm-hmm. Even though I know there's, like, terrible people. But, you know. This is a very lofty wish that will probably never happen. But, like, I hope, like, one day before we all go extinct, that we reach a point where we're like, yeah, you're probably right. And then the other person turns around and goes, yeah, you're probably right too. And that's it. Yeah. It's better than thinking it's all just like nothing and just black as soon as you, you're you gone. Uh, thinking that way, like, usually does one or one of two things, which is like, if you were previously religious, gives you, mm-hmm. like, this power that you didn't think you had before. Right. Because now, like, because it just feels different. And mm-hmm. then, like, if you weren't, you're bound to have, like, at least three crises about, like, you're not going to be here one day. You're just going to turn off. I always liked, even though I'm not part of it, I always liked the reincarnation thing, though. Yeah. It just, it's weird to think about because you wouldn't have any memories, but you'd still be alive in a way. Yeah. I like it too, especially because I went through a period of my life where I was like, yo, how sick would it be to be a spider? Spider Man? Spider Man. You're the spider that bites Spider Man. (laughs) Well, then you just die again. That's the dream. No, but like, you could go virtually anywhere. If you can, um, I don't know, like, scurry your way to the airport, free right. everything, no one talks to you, you're, like, your lifespan isn't long enough for you to have to worry about, like, death and religion and college degrees. You're kind of so hyping up like, a spider life. It can't be that good. You go wherever you want, whenever you want, and then one day you get stepped on. It'll take but you, like... It's okay, already had 180 babies <laughs> it'll take like hours just to cross a street 
but yeah. that means there's just so much world to explore that the next time and you get reincarnated into a beetle you just gotta you just step by step yeah <laughs> i've thought about that a lot existentialism it's fun mm -hmm. especially when you don't have anything else to talk about except but yeah 2021 guys y'all better leave a review at that point we only have like two reviews and we're gonna die next year if there aren't at least 10 by 2021 then i'm postponing the world ending sorry apocalypse we don't have enough itunes reviews i'm not dying like this <laughs> i wonder if the apocalypse is going to be any fun though or if it's just going to be like you know instantaneous done i don't think it's going to be instantaneous i feel like whoever is talking about the apocalypse and like warning people is, is like I well, they're think having they a field hype, day. They're having they a field hype, day. They hype it up a lot, but in reality, I think it's just going to be, like, chaos for a while, and then we're just going to, like, chill. Or a lot of us, especially my gener or your, my and your generation, and then it'll be fine. Honestly, I know it's the old, like, worry, but how we're probably going to go out is likely nuclear warfare, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that Einstein quote that's like, we're going to fight World War Three with nuclear bombs and World War Four with bows and arrows, mm -hmm. like, really hit, really hit different in ninth grade. Dude, it's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else to add. This is a trip. It's fun. I think it'd be better if we were tripping on acid. But, you know, it's still pretty good. Duly noted. Um, I mean, this conversation could probably go on forever, but I don't want to get sad again. I was sad yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so let's, uh, let's rate this thing. What you, what you got for us out of five? Um, five out of five bears. Oh, bears. Bears. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's still five out of five. It doesn't. I mean, nothing really, like, when it's like a movie that when you first see it and everything shocks you, the second time is never going to be as good. It was the same with um when I watched Joker the second time. I was like, yeah, it's good. But, you know, it wasn't that first time viewing. But, you know, it's still a five out of five. It's still great. Yeah, and, I'm uh, it was fun. I'm excited to watch it a second time. Because I want to go in with, like, specifically the intention to, like, notice more stuff. And usually when I do that, it's, like, a better second experience than if I just watched it to watch it. Yeah. At one point in my life, it would be cool to get a theater room. Like, a whole room dedicated to you could actually put something like this up on a huge-ass screen. But, like, be in the comfort exactly. of your own life. Because, like, when you watch movies at home, like, 90% of the time, you're not comfortable. No, no, it's not the same. And then you move around so much because there's no social pressure, and it just, like, the ideal experience is to be rich and have a theater room. Yeah, there's so many distractions. 
when you're at home. It frustrates me mm-hmm. as some guy that watches a lot of movies. Uh, I don't have a ton of sequels slash related stuff. Uh, there was a Midsummer movie in 2003. Like, it's very similar. Um, someone dies or commits suicide. And then a, this group of friends goes to Sweden. Horror movie as well. And then the, the male lead was also named Christian, like in this one. That was his name. Okay. Yep. He was a bad boyfriend. He was a pretty trashy yeah. guy. Now movies are transitioning into, like, if they want a bad boyfriend, it's not like, oh, they beat you all of the time, and that's the only option. Right, they now, have to be just abusers. Yeah, now it's just, like, not neglectful, just, like, not attentive. Yeah, you know, just, and, just bad. And that happens more often than, more often than anything, and that's going to be good because it's going to change the way that, like, kids view relationships and breakups so i hope that keeps going people say that we're getting restricted more in art with like censorship and stuff but i really feel like we're getting a lot more viewpoints and stuff like that about different types of boyfriends is just the the tip of the iceberg of just we're getting to this point where we have all these different voices and a bunch of different stories and I like it. A lot of people are not a fan, but I'm down for it. The diversity in the types of relationships that are getting represented now more than ever is really interesting to see, especially when um, you you go and watch like movies from the 20s and then the 30s and the 40s and 50s and 60s and so on. And you can just see it evolve and like when people got risky and then like people cracked the whip again. And now I'm just waiting for like more censorship, but I really hope that it doesn't come for a while because there's always like those ups and downs, like bell curves. Yeah, that's why watching old romance movies sometimes can be a little sketch, you know, Mm -hmm. how they portray things but uh the other thing i got is uh this guy that directed his next movie is called eddington and it's a they said contemporary ensemble western noir dark comedy it's said new mexico and that sounds okay so it's basically black and white western but also a dark comedy with a big cast but no one's been no release date no cast nothing that's all I can get for it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. He's only made like two films, though. He did this and Hereditary. And then I know he had a short film on YouTube that was like about incest or something. Ah, of course. You remember oh, that? Maybe, but we never even touched on that part of the movie. <laughs> oh, the incest part? Yeah. Fun. Think we'll think we'll skip it for now. Maybe another day. Maybe another day. Family matters. <laughs> that's our that's our next podcast. Okay. Um, but I mean that's about it. Mm-hmm. We have Instagram. Two friends watch. Leave a review. There were no reviews this time. Nope. You have anything you need to plug? Probably not. Nah. 
I would plug my Instagram, but I never post on it, so it's just wasted. It's wasted breath until I get a handle on that. Nice, nice. Uh, we'll be back next week, maybe. I think we're going to get back on track, right? We'll get back to it. I mean, probably, as long as we don't record on Friday. Yeah, what was it? it was, yeah, you took a week off. Then I was just like, bro, I'm busy. I'm going to take this week off. And then it just became like that. Yeah, and then I think I had to skip again. And that's when... You did it with Brandon. And I'm just busy because of like homework and uh, college stuff. The but days and months kind of all just blend together at this point. But they it's okay because the apocalypse is next year. <laughs> Hopefully. So no, no pressure about getting episodes out. Exactly. But yeah, we'll be back next week. So thanks for listening. See you all later.